0: welcome to the insider the official podcast for the city of murfreesboro i'm mike browning well as the fast-growing city of murfreesboro grows outward in all directions so do challenges for commuters and city engineers working to reduce traffic congestion and enhance traffic flow our topic today road projects on tap for 2022 with infrastructure executive director Chris Griffith, who joins us from the City Council Chambers. Thanks for being with us, Chris.
1: Thanks, Mike. I appreciate you, uh, you having me on.
0: It's always a hot topic. Uh, I know you do the the Hotspot Congestion Program as well, and you've been with the city for a long time. Tell us about your background and um, you know some of the changes you've seen over the years.
1: Sure, I've been with the uh, I've been with the city for about 20 years now. Matter of fact, come up with my 20th anniversary uh, in, in a couple of months. Um, It it has changed. Uh, You know, we were, I I remember when I first started with the city, I started, of course, like May, June, and and, uh, school was letting out, and and I was not new to Rutherford County, but I hadn't lived in, or hadn't been in Murfreesboro a lot, and and it just struck me that, you know, traffic wasn't all that bad, and I thought, man, I, I hear the, you know, Murfreesboro's growing, and it's just becoming a huge city. So I wonder where all the traffic is and then school started and i knew exactly where all the traffic was <laughs> it was just uh you know but now uh, uh we're that way all the time we're in the summer spring christmas break it's just uh it's wall-to-wall traffic it's, it's a great uh, problem to have we're, we're thankful to be living, living in, a, um, you know, in a great economy, a bustling economy that uh, so many people want to be a, a, a part of, but it certainly has its uh, challenges keeping up with the, uh, with, the, with the growth that we have.
0: It has to be a challenge because it's really all over the city. It's not just isolated to one area, although the West End is growing perhaps faster um, in many ways, but you have to then prioritize based on all of this growth in the various locations, what are the highest priority areas?
1: Absolutely, um, it, and that's something that we've really done in the, uh, the, the last few years, is really look for, because uh, projects aren't getting any cheaper, and, and we, we have to really to, uh, to prioritize our, our projects, the way we spend our, our, our funds that are available to us, to make the most, the biggest impact, and you're absolutely right. You, you know, you, you know, maybe, folks think the west side of town is growing the uh, the fastest, and so we need need to be doing the most work there. But the uh, but the north and east side are you know also experiencing you know significant. Anybody that's ro- driven up and down uh, Memorial Boulevard on a Friday afternoon, or really any time at lunch. Uh, sees, you know, the, the need for, uh, uh, for improvements in that area as well, and, you know, you have to look at opportunities, because Memorial Boulevard, it, it's so uh, developed around it, so you have to find, and, and you're not really going to widen Memorial anymore, so you really have to find other routes that you can improve to, uh, to, to help the situation. Let's run
0: through some of the projects um, that you're focused on for 2022. And one of them has already had some work done around it, which is the Brinkley Road project. It I think we've been hearing about it for some time. Um, You worked on the Blaze Road going into the schools um, already and widen that and improve the sidewalk area. But your your plans are to widen Brinkley Road, but you're beginning with a bridge.
1: Yeah, that, that's correct. We um, we bid that project a, uh, a few months ago, and uh, Bell Construction, out of um, uh, out of the Middle Tennessee area, out out of uh, Brentwood, uh, was the low bidder on that. They've done a lot of projects with the uh, with the city. The bid was about three point eight million, which was a little more than. Uh, we had uh, we had originally uh, uh, estimated for the project, but not much. We, it was within uh, what we could uh, still move forward with. But now that that is so, so that's a that's a great example of a project that really we really had to watch our funding on, and we. You know that, that's a it's a really a big project. That's probably about a all told those improvements out there is about twelve million dollars with that, the road and the bridge. With the road and the bridge and the work that we did on Blaze Drive. So we started a few years ago. You know, since we were struggling coming up with with all the funding for a for a given year with a project, it kept getting pushed out. Kept getting pushed out. Uh, we decided to break the project up into phases. First phase was done, I think, around 2016, 2017. Uh, I, my kids would probably know better than me. They had to drive the road every day and complained about it to me. But um, it, uh, th- that little section of Blaze Drive that was uh, was really just a construction road to start with whenever they built the schools, and we kind of turned it into a, uh, to a little connection there to Brinkley. We finished it um, in, in over the summer uh, and that was phase one. So we wanted to go ahead and really do something meaningful that would help the area. And so we decided to move into phase two, which was to complete the bridge project that also has uh, some pedestrian improvements. Obviously we have you know large residential areas that feed the schools there. We love to watch um, kids walk to school. Now that's... Uh, every every walker that i see out there I, I, it, just you know that's uh that, that's really just something for us because you know it's it's a car that's not on the road so we make it easier my daughter walked to school uh from there and she had the same challenges crossing the uh because it's so narrow yeah and, and crossing the bridge there i i'm i'm a runner and i've i've run across that bridge you know many many times and uh, you know just having to watch for for traffic so so we're excited about you know it includes a multi-use trail so kids can uh, can ride their bicycles as well underneath uh, the bridge it uh it does it uh it has a sidewalk that will actually extend underneath the bridge and uh, and for the most part i know we've had some questions about whether or not it's going to be below you know if it's ever going to get below water or anything it, it will, in the periods of high, high rain, just like a lot of our greenway trails around town, get get below water from, from time to time. Uh, of course, there'll be signs up warning people of, of, of that. Um, but most of the time, and especially most of the time during the, um, you know, while, while school's in, uh, we believe that it's, it'll be usable and be very helpful to the, uh, to the kids not having to, to cross the road there.
0: Another is the Chapin Lane, a turn lane, which is I think uh, the area that has um, a busy shopping area. You know, the, the Old Fort Parkway uh, jams up during you know, shopping time, especially on the weekends. Uh, so what you're trying to do there is, I think, widen the turn lane or, or make a, an additional turn lane so that it reduces uh, the congestion. Explain that one for us.
1: Yeah, that's uh, you know Thompson Lane and O'Fort Parkway, probably one of the, if not the busiest intersection in in Murfreesboro. Um, certainly one of the busiest. Um, we we did a study a few years ago that uh, recommended some improvements, basically another through lane. On the Thompson Lane side, and then separating the uh, a turn lane off the through lane on the on the Chaffin Place uh, uh, side of the intersection. So, uh, if you'll remember, matter of fact, you mentioned the hotspot program. Um, it it, uh, it addressed the Thompson Lane side. Uh, I guess it was a couple of years ago. Now we finished that up. We we kind of move those double right turn lanes over a little bit and and we're able to uh, I remember that yeah and we're we're able to get uh uh, another lane an extra lane right yeah on, on that approach and and what you're trying to do is you're just trying to uh you're trying to get as much volume of traffic through an intersection as what you can so you know just you know if you've got more lanes to do that uh, and, and you can also uh, work with the signal timing with the additional lanes as, as well. And, and maybe give, you know, where where one movement maybe had 15 seconds before, maybe you cut it down to 10 seconds. Um, of course, always on that, you know, Old Fort Parkway is, is going to get the preferential treatment just because the, the, the volume is so high right there at the... Uh, at the interchange, but but yeah, we're uh, we're actually working with the uh, with the with the uh, service station there. Uh, we have a little bit of right of way we need to purchase from them. We're going to appraise that, and, and you know that's um, you know that, that that that's really an uh, I won't say an issue, but that's something we have to go through on every on most projects, even on the Brinkley Road projects. You know the city. Uh, we we absolutely want to be fair with people on what we pay them, so we, we bring in an independent appraiser that uh, comes in appraises the property. Uh, we make the offer, of course. They review the offer. Uh, they're they're able it, to get their own appraisal if they want to or want to dispute the offer for some reason. Um, and, and so we, you know, th- that's a, a fairly lengthy process. That just uh, especially if you're dealing with you know, like the Bradeville Pike project that's got 150 tracks on it. You, you can imagine having to go through every one of those property owners and addressing their questions and everything.
0: That's a process the public doesn't normally see. They don't really fully understand all that goes into the the right-of-way issue. and Yeah, the purchasing.
1: I, I, you're right, Mike. I, I'm, I'm surprised on, um, we just had a public meeting on the, uh, on the BZ River Rock uh, connection, and uh, of course at, as part of that public meeting we show some of the property owners that come how much right away that we're going to need from from their property and and i'm really surprised i guess i shouldn't be but uh, uh, a lot of times they'll ask. they said so, where well, you just going to take that from me and i said no we don't <laughs> the city doesn't just take property from people you know we 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 absolutely uh you know go through uh, go through the appraisal process, and that's not only buying the right-of-way, but that's also looking at any impact that what we're doing has on the rest of the property. Say we're splitting a piece of property and and whether or not that affects the value of either one of those properties. Uh, well, while
0: you're on that, let's talk about that uh, BZ Road connection. Um, that's over near Costco and Lazy Days and that area, and you, you're going to build a connector that will go over the stones river
1: that's correct yeah we we started um well really it was called out in the 2040 major thoroughfare plan we we desperately need connections uh across the uh, across the river and then also across the interstate i-24 um you know most of our most of our bridges across um I-24 have been turned into interchanges, which we needed them. I mean, we need access to the interchange or to the interstate, and so we can, you know, go to Nashville or go back to Chattanooga and Atlanta. Um, but it really hurt uh, folks that are just trying to get into downtown Murfreesboro, and the west side of town is growing uh, very, very fast. So, um, so this uh, this Beezy Road um, River Rock Connector is really. Uh, uh going back again to phases on on projects this is really the first phase of a project uh, that will get the river rock Cason lane will give them additional access across i-24 rather than going you know through old fort parkway or new salem highway so this is the first one it will be a bridge over the stones river uh, for now it will it will just go from river rock to Beezy. The next phase of the project will actually take it across I-24, and eventually will wind up. Uh, you can either go to Bridge Avenue or to uh, to New Salem uh, without ever going through the uh, New Salem interchange.
0: And I think you've said before that one of the major goals, if not the major goal, is to alleviate pressure on Kaysen because it's so congested.
1: Oh yeah, it, it's uh, it's definitely. You know, it, it's our worst intersection in, in town, and we're we're constantly looking for what. Matter of fact, the public meeting I, I, I told you about. You know, we, we did get some questions about uh, about the River Rock Beasy connection, but we also got a lot of connection or a lot of questions about you know improvements to Kaysen Lane and and O'Fort Parkway there, and and we're constantly matter of fact we're finishing up a study, uh, trying to work with Tdot to actually get uh, an additional lane on either. Uh, either direction on O'Fort Parkway, uh, we're looking at the limits going at least to St. Andrews and possibly all the way out to, to Rucker Lane, turning that shoulder into a uh, into an additional travel lane. And um, and working with uh, you know some of our limitations on on signage and right of way and and other things, trying to uh, just uh, improve that intersection there.
0: Building a bridge takes time. So how long will this project, the Beezy Road and the River Rock uh, project, take?
1: So we're we're uh, we're still back to the right of way uh, we're we just finished the public meeting on that. So our next step will be to purchase right of ways. Not a whole lot of tracks involved with it, and really the biggest tracks uh we we already have access to because of course the bridge will take the longest it should be about a two two and a half year project um and it will uh, it's scheduled to start later this um later this fall uh but by the end of the year we should be at construction on it
0: and then there a uh, record lane you've already been working on one phase of that and finished and then a new phase is is beginning
1: yes same uh, same deal well uh two Two things with that, um, we wanted uh, the residents to have an alternate route because uh, it's, Rucker Lane is, is, uh, doesn't drain real well now, and so we, had to, we we're having to elevate the road in order to get the drainage out. Well, if you elevate the road, especially a, a two-lane road, it's going to make, we're going to have one-way traffic on that, and we're going to have to route people back a, a different direction. So in order to do that, we wanted to do phase one, which uh, gave them a connection back to Veterans Parkway. Uh, we were able to close a little section of it there for a few months, folks were very patient with us as far as while that, you know, while that closure was, but um, but it was, uh, um, you know, next phase is gonna be very, very similar. It's gonna be road closures, one-way traffic, all of that, um, but uh, we're doing some other stuff to to kind of we're, we're hoping that will will expedite the work uh, and we'll be able to get you know done a lot quicker and get out of there but it's still you know still a two lane or two two year project at, at least and that was a project that you know for the longest time we had as one project but that was you know 12 or thirteen million dollars it's just it's difficult to fund that much all at one time, all at one time. So we broke it up into phases. First phase was uh, about two million or so uh, actually it came in well under budget uh, than w- what we had. And so this next phase is is set to be about eight or nine million. We try to keep our our phases less than basically less than ten million dollars per per section.
0: Rucker Lane and Brinkley Road are examples of a city when it's growing, it, it grows out into the rural areas or what would be the, the county at one time. And so you have county roads with ditches and they're not to the level of a city a standard. And you have those all over the city. So you as we grow out, that's constantly having to be done.
1: You know, it served uh, its purpose when there they they were county roads, when, you know, maybe had a few hundred, maybe a thousand cars traveling on it not then. But now, you know, when you get up to five to 10,000 cars, you get, you know, high residential areas that, you know, folks that want to get out and walk with their kids, uh, places. Um, you know, we need the sidewalks. Of course, if you need the sidewalks, then you're going to have to do underground uh, uh, drainage with that. So, it, you know, we're really just trying to, um, to bring as, as many of the uh, amenities to our, our, our residents as, as, as we can. You know, not only a safe road to travel, but also folks that like to get out and, and uh, jog and, and walk or, or even, you know, bicycle uh, to, to areas to allow them to do that.
0: Is it right to assume that there is a certain type of method that you go through when you're looking at a road that is increased in traffic uh, flow or, or the number of cars that are on it? And, you know, a lot of times people see those cords that go across a road as they're counting uh, the number of cars, I guess, that are going through the area. At some point, then you look at that and you go, that's at a level where we need to improve the roadway. I mean, explain that process, how that works.
1: Most of our, absolutely, uh, we we do it both ways. We do we do counts, uh, do counts a lot, especially at intersections where we're looking at adding turn lanes, uh, looking to um, you know maybe to change the signal timing or, or something. A lot of what we do on our actual uh, road projects. Uh, a lot of our capital improvement projects is, is born in our major thoroughfare plan. we we're, now it's the 2040 major thoroughfare plan. So they take uh, known counts that we have or known counts that uh, Tdot has, and they make a model. Of the entire uh, of our entire transportation system, and really they just look look for our weak where our weak spots are. Where when are you
0: say they, are you talking about the planning department in conjunction with a consultant, or how it, does it,
1: that it? It it is uh, it is a, a planning level document. Uh, the planning department works with us on that. And when I say they, it's a consultant. Um, uh, we just completed that. Uh, I guess maybe two or three years, or actually uh, three or four years ago now uh it was an update to the to the so we do that about every um uh, 10 to 15 years or about every 10 years actually we kind of look at that document and kind of update it uh just uh you know make sure we're on the right track make sure that uh you know we have an experience growth in the area that we weren't really expecting maybe uh, you know an area just you know you know a big development come in and some some other smaller developments come in around it and you know we we're just something we weren't uh, we weren't expecting
0: well it's interesting you say that because the next one that I wanted to talk about is an example of that New Salem or Highway 99 now of course T dot is involved in that because it's a big it's a T dot roadway um, but because of all the growth going out in Rockvale and that was a, a essentially a two lane at yeah. one point that had to be expanded to to catch up with all the growth but it was in phases and one phase is completed that's I guess west of I-24 but then you're moving in or they will be moving in to the section east of I-24 which is I would say would be somewhat problematic because it's it's really almost in the city or it is in the city yeah almost
1: it it, absolutely it's uh it's going, to, it's going to be a tough section to uh, to build. Matter of fact, TDOT, uh, they were set to move on that a few years ago and, and actually backed off of it because, uh, if you'll remember, that's when the, um, the Broad Memorial interchange was going on. And a lot of folks were using uh, New Salem and, and Old Salem uh, as an alternative, as alternative to get downtown and to you know to move around, and they felt like with the uh, with the work that was going on at uh, with at, the bridge over broad, with the bridge over broad, that uh, really that it would just break down our traffic to more than what we could stand, and so they backed up a little bit on that, and then um, you know as soon as as bridge over broad was complete, they started with phase one which is the section um, basically from I-24 back out to, uh, to Kaysen Lane. Uh, the, the, the section you're talking about now will be primarily um, primarily from Middle Tennessee Boulevard back to, uh, back to Old Fort Parkway. It's about a $15 million project. The state feels like they can get it done by the end of next year. Uh, just my experience with uh, with utilities and you know the the just the, the congestion in that area. You know, I wouldn't surprise be surprised if it didn't extend into uh, into 2024 before they're able to finish that. We should see it starting soon. Oh yeah, yeah. They've actually um, they've actually started placing. You can always tell they start placing the silt finch Start seeing marks on the ground. I was out there just. Um, just, last, or just yesterday and noticed that uh, some of that stuff had, had started occurring. And it's a, um, I think I mentioned, it's a $15 million project. So it's a big, you know, it's, it's a big project for us. The next phase on that, and it'll be, you know, close to whenever they get done with this one, uh, the next phase will be from Case and Lane out to uh, Veterans Parkway, uh, which is, you know, w- they had stopped at and Lane originally and we had we had asked them if they wouldn't, you know, continue since since Veterans Parkway is a five-lane or four-lane divided right. uh, highway, and we felt like that would be a, a lot better stopping stopping point.
0: So are there other projects that you would like to highlight? I know a couple of them came up before the council last week that aren't on our major list. I think one of them might have been um rutherford boulevard perhaps. yeah
1: yeah we uh we actually um we did bring the council remember i i, I mentioned uh, i-24 was one of our major barriers people getting across there so we're actually um, the major thoroughfare plan uh, recommended a bridge that would extend rutherford boulevard kind of where it ends there now it's got some commercial uh some businesses there at the end of it um, but it would actually extend over I-24, uh, just uh, basically between Riverdale High School and New Salem and kind of cut across that open uh, uh, field or that open area there and, and connect to Warrior Drive. So folks that live in the Warrior Drive area or that's coming on New Salem and, and you know get kind of bogged down at the bridge, mm-hmm. uh, they, they'll be able to, um, or even coming from Church Street, they'll have another route to uh, To get across I-24, um, and, and it'll connect to to uh, Rutherford Boulevard. But we're also improving Rutledge uh, Drive. We'll have another contract coming to council on that here in the next few, uh, within the next month. Uh, but it will go all the way out to Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Uh, so really, just trying to give folks options, just uh, you know, different routes that they can take. Um, you know to, uh, to to get across the interstate the major thoroughfare plan really called out three uh, new bridges across the interstate and and it's our goal here in the next five years to be started on on two of those bridges uh, to help alleviate traffic on the west side of town
0: so as you refer to those bridges the Rutherford Boulevard whatever we call that is an extension or
1: uh, an yeah ex- we I think we called planning? it probably it's actually an extension it, it'll actually be an extension of uh of Rutherford Boulevard uh I, I tell I tell people all the time I, I build them I don't name them uh <laughs> the planning department will uh will, will do that but uh but it'll actually be because we did a study so okay which one's going to be the heavier route from Rutherford or from Rutledge because they all kind of come together mm-hmm. there as a three lane or three-way intersection and um and the study showed that rutherford would be the heavier route so people would want to go from church street to rutherford over to warrior would be the uh would be the heaviest route there
0: but ultimately you're talking about this bridge that will go over the interstate and to me that would seem to be a whole nother issue because you're talking about a federal highway yes (laughs) you're going over it i mean i don't know if we really want to get into all that but that's that's going to take a whole nother level of oh, yeah, construction.
1: It, it, well, you just think about the, the, the traffic on I-24 and the safety involved with it, and, and the fact that a uh, a local municipality would be heading up a project that would take, usually those are almost always state-led. Right. But we've already been in discussions with TDOT, and uh, we've got a great consultant on that that does a lot of state uh, work um, uh, before, uh, before i came to the city i actually i, I, I designed projects for t dot so i'm familiar with you know the interchanges and the bridges and stuff and so it'll be a um uh it'll be a good project it'll be you know we'll get uh, we'll get some assistance on it from consultants that you know that do that type of work kind of like what I, I did before and and uh, uh we're we're looking forward to uh kind of expanding um Uh, expanding our our traffic network there.
0: And so the thinking is what five years from now or how long before you'll see cars flowing over a bridge? Oh I
1: hope uh, you know so right away is not as big of an issue on that project so uh, I I would hope that the uh, we would be at construction on that uh, that project sometime next year. I know the council has uh, has made that a priority. They've looked at alternative funding for, for that project through um, uh, through maybe through some of the sales that or some of the proceeds from the Middle Tennessee are uh, from the Murfreesboro Electric sale, Middle Tennessee Electric now, mm-hmm. uh, in order to uh, to speed that project up and to to get that connection made.
0: Well, Chris, thanks for going over all these projects with us, and thanks for all the work that you do. In order to you, you must stay up late at night in order <laughs> to coordinate all this. <laughs> I,
1: I, I I won't lie; I do wake up in the middle of the night sometimes, and and have a uh, I need to probably sleep with a pad beside my bed because I'll, I'll 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 think of something that we need to do or another project that we need to to try to move forward. It's uh, we have uh, right now. We're managing. Uh, between 45 and 50 uh, active projects. Uh, that's with a you know very limited staff, um, and, and but we have a lot of a lot of really good consultants that uh, that that do really good work for us, and, and we uh, we appreciate their their efforts. All right, thanks for your time today, Chris. Thank, Thank you. It. Thanks again.
0: We've been highlighting road projects in Murfreesboro beginning in the spring of 2022. This podcast has originated from City Hall. Thanks for listening via Podbeam, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Amazon Music Audible. You can also watch The Insider right here on YouTube. Our producer is Michael Nevels. For more information on the city of Murfreesboro, visit www.murfreesboro.tn.gov. Insider is the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning, and thanks a lot for joining us.